0: It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.
1: What it is. Oh, are you, brother? Uh, maintaining. Maintaining. Uh, what's up, right. fellas? What's going on? Yeah, yeah.
2: Hey,
1: how yeah. y- hey, you know, what's enough on? about me. How, first of all, welcome to Tyrus and the Wise Men. Jeezy, uh, how, how are we doing this week?
3: Oh, man, I'm doing good, man. Doing pretty good. Feeling strong, feeling positive. Glad to be here. So, uh,
1: I got a weird... I don't go through my messages too much other than when I send you guys... Uh, the riveting things that I send you guys. Um, yeah. Loving the
2: TikToks and the Instagrams yeah. for sure.
1: Uh, uh, I, you know, but what kills me is I will not ever, ever have a TikTok, number one. Uh, if anybody bothers to read the fine print, they even take your keyboard. So anything you text or write uh, on your phone uh, and you have the TikTok app on there, they got all of it. So, uh, you know, Thank when
4: God, I don't have one.
1: So, Trevor, the next time you order your special order from McDonald's, it might be
4: (laughs) all Uh, over. Yeah.
1: But um, I got uh, an individual sent a message saying that they're an old friend of Jeezy's and they wanted me to give you their number. They were trying to get a hold of you and they can't get a hold of you. Now, I did not respond to this because chances are, uh, when an individual is trying to get a hold of somebody that they said they know and can't get a hold of them, I feel like there's probably an issue it. there. Yeah. You know? Wait a minute.
3: An old friend of mine?
1: Yes, uh, a woman.
2: Oh.
1: So I immediately thought, he doesn't speak to this wow. individual for a reason, so I'm not... Because at first, you know, uh, with given, you know, with you you know, brave and sharing your your personal experiences and, and what you're going through right now, uh, battling uh, the type of cancer you're battling, uh, a lot of people want to reach out and touch you. A lot of people want to, you know, give uh, condolences and, and you know, support and whatever. So whenever I see anything that's like, hey, I'm trying to get a hold of Jeezy, uh, the first thing I do would be like, oh, cool. But for some reason, that the wording just threw me off. You know, like uh, I've been trying to get know. a hold of him. We're old friends, and I thought if you're old friends, it should be easy to get a hold of him. Just message him
3: yeah right that would make that would make more sense
1: right so okay i'm I'm just going to uh delete it and move on because you're not a hard man to find, so we'll just leave it at that.
3: yeah, that's a good idea see
1: that's <laughs> that's friendship, Aaron,
3: you see what I'm saying that's
1: friendship you look out you don't set up be like oh hey i hope you don't mind i gave your number to what appears to be and then come to find out it was the psycho x that he had moved like six states to stay (laughs) away from
4: hang on hang on on. i ain't gonna try to flip the script but i'm gonna hold the phone for one second i have never ever in the history of being friends with anyone are you friends with anyone well, that's I, I, that's you and available. I are yeah. you and
1: I are acquaintances. We've established
4: acquaintances. that yes. we are acquaintances. Yes. yes. But no, I have never given a friend or foe for that matter. Right. Number, number out without asking the person's permission. It's just not something you do. Right. And, you know, for all of my shortcomings, and I admit there are many. I don't know why there's this assault of me. Uh, like, assault. No, I, I guard all of your identities with my very life.
2: Right. Of Thank salt, you. he said. Yeah, I
1: know. Of I heard salt. him. I heard him.
4: Coming after He's me? so I'm dramatic. Coming
1: out. He's just dramatic. You know, the the, the, <laughs> the fact that this guy's not opening in Broadway uh, with Midsummer Night's Dream or Hamlet is shocking to me. You guys are missing out. He would win every Tony Award in every category, uh, hands down. He He needs to do Thank like... You. Uh, have uh, Aaron does the vagina monologues and it would crush. <laughs> it would absolutely crush. I would I would invest in that. I would put we'd all scrape or uh, some coin together and make this happen and I guarantee you I would
2: definitely invest. Yeah, I would definitely. I would, <laughs> I would invest.
1: I would so invest. Matter of fact, I would be allowed I would even go so far to have Aaron open my comedy shows with a monologue from uh, the vagina monologues, and I feel like uh, it would it would absolutely kill. That would be money, right there. Yeah. See, and if Jeezy and says it's money, it makes sense. <laughs> feel that.
4: <laughs> and now we're going to change the subject. Okay. So I've, I've, I've had enough. You're you're attempting to accost the temple. That is my reputation.
1: I don't think. <laughs> Do you have a dictionary
4: sitting in front of you?
1: No, this is who he really is. No. Like his, his
4: <laughs> you know that. probably this is yeah. in real life.
1: He attended the uh-huh. Juilliard School of Acting. Uh Then he he graduated from uh, Yale. Juilliard School. Of yeah. Bullshit.
2: <laughs> and then
1: uh, you know he survived the Black Plague. Uh That was fun, uh, and you know he's he's our modern day Beetlejuice. You know, no one knows how old sure. he is, where he's from. Uh, he has a family, but you really don't ever see them. Uh, he, you, he, you, you never catch him during the him. day. Uh, he's only out at night. Uh, so, you know, it's a very, very uh, my, mysterious my individual. You know my grandmother or you knew her. I don't know anything, Aaron, when it comes to you. You could literally have paid extras. You you will go the extra mile to cover so, your tracks. So, like,
4: so. You know what was the best, though, on that meal? It was after a show and uh it was like, like my parents or i don't know if my dad was there or not uh he might have i don't know if it was like my i know my cousin my sister yep. my grandmother my, my father might have been i don't know but tyrus we all sit down and it's one of those seats it was a we were in an outback or something and it's like where you have like a um the wall is one giant bench and then there's tables with chairs on the other side and santina was with us so we all sit down and you get a table to yourself yep and just flip out
1: <laughs> yep I mean, you yep. never when you break bread uh, with people you don't know, <laughs> you never know how it's going to go. So the first meeting, I'll try to sit. I was close enough to where I could engage in the conversation. But, you know. You, you were actually wondering. Yeah, I just don't want to make a lot of eye contact with people I don't know. Cause, because I can't hide my facial expressions if I don't like someone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, right. I, don't have, I don't have the squinty eyes like Jeezy, you know, where he looks like he's half asleep all the time. And he wears sunglasses <laughs> indoors, so no one ever knows what Jeezy's thinking. So even when yeah, he smiles, he could be mad at you, you know. Because you, oh yeah, one of the things about Jeezy that cracks me up when he's pissed, he laughs about it. He's like, "So you trying to say I can't have a match this week, bro? Did I do something <laughs> wrong, bro?" <laughs> and I remember, remember, uh man, when I first met, uh, when I first met Jeezy, we uh, he was uh, remember that he was we were in Atlanta uh, at the TV tapings for NWA. And I see him walking and yelling on the phone. And he's just going in. And I was like, look at this dude. Like, who is he talking? I was like, hey, man, well, who are you talking to? But you having a fight with your girl or something? He's like, nah, man, I'm trying to get my Uber Eats. And this dude's lost. And, like, he was smiling and stuff. And I was like, that's the happiest, angry motherfucker I've ever met in my life. Like, he's got a big little grin on him. And then I see him in the morning. And I was like, did you get any sleep last night? And he's like, nah, man, this is just how my face is. <laughs> so... <laughs> So he's always wearing sunglasses, but uh, at least, but you know, he can hide it. I can't hide it. That's why a lot of times when that when our uh, our our management has meetings and stuff, my head's always down because if I make eye contact with him, they know that I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm not trying to hear this. So fortunately, my face gets me into trouble. But uh, I'll take, you, you know, and I can't be like Trevor because Trevor just acts like he doesn't know what you're saying, and everybody believes him.
2: Well, I mean, hey, listen, it's better to be quiet and play dumb sometimes than to open up your mouth and remove all doubt that you're a complete idiot. Yeah, well, also, so,
1: he, Trevor has another cool little tactic. He talks to the group. So he would be like, hey, fellas, <laughs> hey, everybody. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be that guy, but, you know, you got to <laughs> pick your trash up. And we know it was fucking <laughs> Freeman leaving the trash everywhere, but instead of going oh. after that guy, uh, that hack, uh... Who's apparently a champion now?
2: I, I, I collect. I collectively uh, try to include everybody, so I don't make anybody feel bad. But I'm glad you brought Freeman up. He actually contacted me this week, and you answered. I did not respond. World, ch- world champion. Sorry, oh. he's a world champion. Oh, EC3. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm coming in. All right, coming in hot. Coming in hot. hot. He, he asked me if I was born in Coffeyville, Kansas because he's working on a project there and he Googled Pro Wrestling Coffeyville and Wikipedia popped up. And I said... He's stalking no. you. He's stalking but But I'm not from Coffeyville, Kansas. Wikipedia isn't always right. Uh, but he, he wanted to make sure he got to find out where the birthplace of Trevor Murdoch was, I guess, in Coffeyville, Kansas.
1: Well, you know, you are Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> you know... You know what that was? That was like a heat check. He had no oh, no he's good reason to contact sure. you,
2: not and he all. was just
1: hoping because apparently uh, Plunkett's not playing around with his bounty. <laughs> so,
2: oh, I told you don't sleep on him, man. Nope. Yeah. And
1: apparently this is all backfiring because me uh, talking about him and calling him out is getting him bookings. So I got, we got to stop talking about Freeman, like he's unleashed, <laughs> and apparently. He
2: promoters have you heard about me on fox
1: have you heard about me on the wise men yeah
2: is that
1: his hustle yeah i don't know what his deal is but apparently he is a world champion but the cold part was you couldn't read the (laughs) whoever made the belt you couldn't read the you couldn't read the the, what the championship was for it was like a piece of it was like a piece of glass or something or tinfoil or plastic wrap (laughs) so it's like it was just this shiny belt that like didn't I was like and he's like new world champ and I was like what world are we talking about here
0: I, like no, what? the na- the naivety of somebody like okay you won a title on a thing congratulations that's cool and stuff like that but so like boast you're a world champion for a title that doesn't even have a date a name a location on it it have some common f- sense
1: yeah. sorry I'm yeah. not- no 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 this is our podcast right. we can cuss hey listen uh yeah, we okay, got yeah. we got two we got two managers on the panel. Could either one of you do something with this guy to get him into the title picture? Let's say in NWA.
3: What I can, help him. I, I, I can help him a little bit, you know what I mean. Try to add some personality to. Hey, you be careful though, bro. He he might he might eventually try to come for the twelve pounds of gold, man.
1: Oh, I wish he would. <laughs> I, I wish he would. Uh, Rolando would last longer.
4: Hey, Rolando's tough, man.
1: Yeah, he is tough. Uh, tough. And that tag match, it was, what, eight seconds? No, but he uh, I had that street fight with
4: him. Yeah, you did. Yeah, he, he gave you – took you, like, what, 20 minutes to get him down? Yes. I. I well, I tripped on the inversion table. I, I don't know if it was a the
1: trip, Trevor. Table. You were the night we no. were standing no. there. I looked like a left hook.
4: No, You Look, looked like a left hook.
1: hook. looked like a body blow. Asshole, bro. Yeah, you I were – I think your eyeliner got in your eyes
4: there you go yes that's why i don't wear it anymore
1: no absolutely right
4: you, you well, off and, off and off and off georgie off. calling me out
1: yes my daughter <laughs> said what's up girl <laughs> nothing yeah. like being trashed yeah. by an eight-year-old
4: <laughs> okay and you know something i'm going to talk about this on the show what happened on um, and this is nothing against anyone but i i've i had the eyeliner on and sometimes i forget i'm wearing it and I think we might have talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but I I was, again.
1: Listen, you're still not uh, over it. You can talk about it.
4: No, I I was accosted by uh, an individual who was like a a new talent. It was like his first time there. And, uh, oh, man, I was like, did that just happen? You
1: you send mixed signals. Now listen, I still believe you were the eyeliner to mess with me and Trevor and try to get a reaction out of us to say, why do 100%. you have that stuff on your face? And we did and we all agreed as a group to no sell it. Mm-hmm. And that means you put it on even more until <laughs> one of
4: us Well, I, I got the smoke going, yeah. Yeah,
1: you did the her. smoky eyes, like someone's gonna notice mm-hmm. me. Well, somebody did. My
4: wife thought you played for a different team. Well,
1: and, so and did this individual. And listen, listen. Wrestling, everybody's gay sometimes. It's wrestling. Let's be honest. Like, yep. you know, I'm so
4: spandex. colored spandex.
1: Yes. You know, or, you know, whatever <laughs> sprinkles, whatever, uh, you know, and, and you were being flamboyant and carrying on and it would, it would be a complete easy misunderstanding to think that uh, you might um, date men. That's not completely. And again, it's wrestling nobody cares you know no one nobody. You know, just be happy nobody cares no one no one has matter. ever no one has ever at least in, in my time and being in the wrestling business i've never been in a locker room where anyone was like oh he can't come in here he's gay you know what i'm saying that no, has no. never happened and a matter of fact um embrace it you know uh you know one mm-hmm. of the one of the guys that uh that i had the pleasure of working with great referee uh we were always concerned about his dating you know, because oh. he did a lot of dating on the apps and stuff. And we were always like, please oh be careful. God. You know, like, he... who is this guy? Like, do you, you know, like, I, you know, if you, I'm in, I'm in the room, I'm two doors down. If there's something wrong, send me a text. Like, that's, that's how we dealt with it. We never cared about those things. You're listening to The
4: Three Wise Men, and we'll be right back after this. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday
0: to Friday on your favorite podcast platform. And watch directly on Outkick.com forward slash watch. Can, can I tell a quick story about that referee? Yeah, yeah please.
1: Yeah, go ahead.
0: I think I think it's I think it's cordial and fun for the entire Fox Nation. Um, so we're at a show. Uh, this is a developmental show in a like some sort of county fair kind of building. So you walk into the 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 restroom, public restroom, and there's, you know, 10, maybe 12 urinals. And so, you know, I have to reprieve myself. So right. i go to the bathroom. I'm probably about number five. And then our good friend walks in and he comes shuffling over and he saddles up right at the one next to me. And I'm like, dude, at least put one in between us, man. Yeah, and he just started
2: laughing. That's, that's I guy, guy Yeah,
0: but twelve, yeah. and he had to pick the one right next to me. And you know, it's funny. It was a joke, and I laughed, and I'm still laughing about it. But that's yeah, all.
1: That's he would do things fun. like when he didn't want to share a room, because uh, uh, we'd be on again developmental FCW. I believe we were going to Punta Gorda, and mm. uh, and him and I were rooming, and it was it was me Biggie uh who I love to death my son's godfather and Tavita, uh, who is my son's uncle and our referee and we're riding together on the road together and it was like we had each had a room, it was two in a room. And um so what he would do before when he was rooming with uh, to he would uh, go in his. He would go in and take a bath if they had a bathroom, uh, had a bathtub in the hotel Ooh, room. A hotel in a hotel with a bathtub, yes. And Ooh, he would f- he would put roses on it, like in the bath with him, and like roses oh, on the God. thing. And then, you know, Tavita would freak out and then be like, "Hey, can I come sleep on your guys' floor? I think he's having company." And uh, <laughs> I was like, "He just wants the room to himself. Like you can't do that." You know, but, you know, we didn't argue. So on one faithful, it was my turn. Like, we were rooming together. And he did the same thing. And I literally was watching ESPN on the bed like, hey, go for yours. I'm here. I'm not not leaving. You know, and he was like, oh, going to get some more roses. You go right ahead. Light a candle too, Briz, whatever you want to do. I'm not, you know. (laughs) And he literally was just like, you're not going to leave, are you? I'm like, no, I'm not. You're going to have to outsource tonight, boss, because you're in my world now and uh I, I personally think the pedals add a nice touch but if i slip on any of that shit i'm going to beat you up <clears throat> so
0: listen bro it's it's warm in florida there's plenty of room behind the dumpster alright <laughs> go
1: for it you know but uh so when i i whenever you whenever i hear stuff like that i always think like so ridiculous you know but aaron so it was not like any it was not a big deal but i think because the guy felt so comfortable with you that he just openly started hitting on you and and you weren't ready for it. I think um and you weren't rude about it. You just came running over like a scared child and be like, Can you believe that a man thought that I was that I dated men? And I just said, Uh, look at the way you're dressed. Yeah, I believe it.
4: But I forgot. Girl, I, I, as forgot a I was in full regalia. Yeah, and then that's, that's when my daughter said,
1: "What's up, girl?" And you just because you had the makeup on, and you just looked back at her and you said, "I'm wiping it off." I'm like, "There you go." Like, you know, it's not it's not like when Adrian era. Street was wrestling. It's not like to where uh, you didn't see that every day. You didn't see where men wearing makeup. Back in the day, or it was in certain. Now it is completely acceptable. Like it is just what it is, and so you know, where someone like you thinks it's like, "Whoa, this guy's messing with me." It's not like that anymore. It's completely changed. Well, I mean,
0: you're
1: we're television
0: stars. I mean, Tyrus, you're on the highest rated comedy show, you oh. know, in the in the country, I mean, I'm sure you get a little dabble.
1: Nope, not a drop. A little. What okay. you see it's is funny. what you get with Tyrus. I, and listen, it's be, I've become famous for it here. Because, uh, you know, for some reason, uh, the other uh, male TV personalities like to go, well, I, you know, I just have to do it. I'm like, you don't have to do anything. No, Listen, no. if you need a little coverall, a little, little rouge, you know, uh, you know. in my case, I would just pinch the cheeks, I guess, I, if I had to. But uh, I don't. And when you look like me, uh, being handsome and, and uh, I don't need to be pretty, you know, I'm naturally pretty. You know what I'm saying? Like no, I don't have I, to no makeup here. Uh good skin. Don't smoke. Uh, you know, so there's no reason for it. And it's to be honest with you, it would be it's a pain in the ass to get off your face. You know, you gotta ends up on your yeah. shirt, you forget about it, you put your stuff in the suitcase, you come home and you've got rouge and and a little makeup on your collar. You think she's gonna believe mm-hmm. for one second that, oh, that's my makeup for when I go on TV? Nope. No, 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 you know,
0: no. Like I, I wonder if the uh the the nation thinks that professional wrestlers, like movie, you know, actors or TV personalities, the male the men get makeup, which ninety times ninety nine times out of a hundred they don't.
1: No, One because time, it will come
0: off. Um, Right. One time I'm backstage. You know, this is TNA. And my aunt came in and they're doing my hair. She like she pushed the girls aside. My nephew needs its hair done. I loved it. It made them all mad. So I get my hair straightened and spiked up. And then she goes, oh, you should probably put some blush on today. Oh, wow. See how that looks. And I went, ah, all right. So they dabbled up in makeup. Then it went like overboard. And I'm like, I'm here too long. This is weird. Now you look like and Raggedy look mirror, and like, Andy right i was yeah. like i guess i look good but i don't know we'll see how it looks on tv see myself on tv look like a clown
1: yeah Ridiculous, <laughs> bozo. Yeah. yeah, and I just, you know, it's too. I, I, like I said, and I have no issue with anyone wanting to wear makeup. I don't care. I don't. I'm not that invested in anyone's life. You know, that's why I don't want to know your pronoun or your nickname unless you're my friend. I refer to most people as look at the humans. You saw Aaron when they were all gathered around the free food by our by our hangout. Aaron, and I oh. said, look at the look at those puny oh. humans just at the trough. Look at them. <laughs> you know,
4: <laughs> no, no, it was, it was something like. Well, I can see the animals are about ready to eat. Yeah, it was so like, like lined up for the feeding because it was it, it was disgraceful.
1: Yeah, it was like free food and everyone ran to it, you know, and uh, it was just like puny humans. Look at them. The it's like,
0: pathetic, <laughs> dude. My my favorite thing is to take my prepared chicken and rice, put it in a little bowl, and then when the pizza comes, watching all these savages, these scavengers, these wannabe—I'll do anything to make it. Shoving Papa John's down their throat before they're going to go on TV shirtless. I'm like, you got like yeah, that's what it takes, guys. Just the best, like everybody else.
1: The best part of that is when they act reluctant. Like, "Oh, pizza." Yeah, oh, I, I better take this whole one.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's all they got. I that's mean, it.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. Oh,
0: and then oh, man, the, the secret girls walking back to the the locker room with the whole box of pizza. Yeah. Like, don't think we don't see that. Yeah, but I feel- we're just
1: making sure that everybody has one. And then at the end of the night, who touched my pizza? Who touched? Exactly. Like, come on, you yeah. know? And there's literally like... Pro wrestlers I, and... Go ahead. Yeah, pro go wrestlers ahead, and go. free thi- Pro
4: wrestlers and free things. I mean, they're pathetic. Yeah, so- you know what? And I can't... No, that was- go ahead, Aaron. Sorry. I was, was going to say, that's what I was going to say. To e- what E just said, right? Like, where wrestlers... I mean, we get... A bad name, right? And it's you know, But it's earned, though.
1: It's earned, because it's a great it is. saying. If you have something good, don't share it with the boys, because they'll ruin exactly. it.
4: Exactly. Because that's oh, that Barney, the- what can yeah. you do for me mentality. How much free stuff can I get from you? Now, that was born out of, you know, in the 80s, and in the territory days, it wasn't how much money you made. It was how much money you saved. So guys were frugal. But it's kind of developed into this thing now, where just like, oh, yeah, food's here. And then, again, they literally line up like a bunch of, I mean, rhinoceroses. A bunch or of freemen.
1: Just a bunch of freemen. Just trying to <laughs> cash same, in wherever they can. Same lined up is like being very
0: nice to them. Yeah, because it's not.
4: Up. Yeah, and it's everyone's looking to chat stuff. and cut. <laughs> like
0: it's yeah. just a same. Oh man.
1: And then when it's when they make eye contact park. with you, and they'll be like, "Oh hey champ, uh, you need something?" No, and neither do you. Put the pizza down. We don't need it. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just I got to eat something, you know. No, yeah, don't. You're not going to starve, you know. But uh, again, and and I won't, like I said, unless I'm teasing one of my buddies, I'm not going to really say anything to anybody. You know, you do what you need to do. But then I love it when a guy is like, oh, man, they're saying that, you know, uh, my look's off or I'm not, you know, I look a little gassed out there or tired. I said, well, you know, eating a box of pizza before you go out to wrestle? I mean, you wouldn't do that in boxing or, f- or football or basketball. Yeah. Like, you know, let me just eat a ton of carbs and cheese and what then go Muhammad out and Ali, perform.
0: Yeah, Muhammad Ali, what did he do before a big fight? Oh, he had, you know, six slices and some crazy bread. Yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs> morons. Yeah, they hit the vape. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> because after all, uh, you know, e, oh, you and is. I are better than 90% of the guys in this locker room.
4: Ninety for sure. Yeah, well, I'm a ten
1: percenter. You know, I'm a, I'm a solid ten percenter. You know, I, you know, I, I do the uh, best I can with what are I got. Oh, we have
4: the ten percent everyone.
1: What?
0: I have a printing press. press. I wish I could get it done in time, but it's still, I'm like unboxing it as we speak. Like I have a whole print shop. It's just not now, I can't
1: wait because I need you to put down my new address for my land in Montana. Uh, I have two streets that are unnamed because no one lives by me and I'm going to live on the corner of around and find out. So,
4: uh,
3: <laughs> Classic.
1: I'm very excited Classic. about that. It's, uh, you know, the, it's been approved, so. Uh, I'm also thinking about changing my ring entrance to from fuck around and find out, <laughs> you know, because, uh, yeah. or go back to concrete jungle because, uh, Kyle cannot say Mandeville to save his damn life. And I'm tired of it. I'm the, you know, I
0: mean, if we got a PG or can it be F a F O.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, we can get a little baby. something going on. Hold it right there. We'll be back in a bit. Hey, Jeezy, When what is probably the most egregious uh, wrestling behavior you've ever seen? Because you've been everywhere where you're like, guys, why are we doing this?
3: Uh, I mean, GZ, w- yeah, what, before you I'm, jump in there,
0: GZ, I had about six six prospective pro wrestlers walking into my jungle right now. So I'm going to talk to them if you don't hear from me in a few minutes. That's handle it. your business.
1: Okay. Make them earn it. Okay. okay. All right, fifty squats each. Uh, all
3: about the entrance. Probably, probably like all the deathmatch stuff. That's EZW, Probably that. I like guess it used to be like so excessive, man, wild. I guess. Yeah. Um,
2: but,
3: I, 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 but then, but, but but then on the indies though, you're liable to see any any and everything. So right. I mean, I don't know, and it just becomes where it's like you see it so much, where you're just like, well, okay, bro, what do your thing.
1: I literally saw uh, – it was two women were wrestling in, in one of those death matches. And mm-hmm. – no, no, it was a woman, a woman and a man wrestling, uh, which I have my own issues with, but whatever. And um, the guy rolls out of the ring, and he gets what looks to be six fluorescent lights taped together. I think I sent this to you guys. Gets in the ring – Nails her with it on the head, explodes everywhere, busts her wide open, covers her, one, two, and she kicks out. Of course. And I was like, uh, "What are you gonna do now? You yeah, know, like it happens. What do you? What's next? Like you know, or, like
3: or, or or something like that happen and kick out at one. Yeah,
1: something but like yeah, and then and then go back on the cell." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just lay <laughs> there.
2: Yep. and just lay there. You know, that that comes down to lack of i of psychology. Every right. I think the deathmatch stuff has a place in pro wrestling, just like NWA, just like lucha. Like people like that stuff, but if those guys right. had at least enough psychology to know to build like, up, that's the, biggest, that's the biggest pop we're gonna get. Let's call it right now. You know right. what I mean? Like. There's there's so much missing other than the s***y sh- work, but just the, the lack of listening to the people and knowing and trusting that this is the best we're going to get. Let's go home, guys. Like, f- the rest yeah, of yeah. that. You
1: know, because a lot I, of times, I agree. And, and I agree. especially with me and uh, Aaron's feud in the WWE, I don't think we ever actually followed anything we discussed. No. You know, because what ended up happening... Uh, the crowd went a certain way, and we were like, "Oh, we're well, our night's made." You know, uh, yeah. me yelling at him and him jumping over the top rope and hopping over the rail in the crowd, and they're ch- chanting "chicken" and "coward" for f- two minutes. Suddenly, the reverse drop down, take down, belly to belly doesn't really matter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What like,
2: what? Reg,
4: you're sorry? No, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say the, the, there's an art to it that's lost. See, like we we were very good dance partners because we we knew our roles, right? Like if, if you do that, right, and someone hops out of the ring and you have a moment like that, it's your job, Tyrus, as the good guy or the babyface, to get the crowd like engaged, like chicken, which gives me something to feed off of. Right, I get matter, you beat him up again, and that's where like, and, and there've been a couple times uh, recently. Where, as a manager and stuff, I've given someone, like, you know, whatever on a silver platter, uh, not my guys, but like whoever we were in there against. And they just don't, like, they don't understand, like, oh, this is what I need to do in the situation. And it all stems from people not being trained properly, in my opinion. We talked about well, this before.
1: Psychology. Yeah. When you, but again, and, and sometimes it's not, it's not their fault. I, let's be <laughs> honest. We had, uh, I, I was fortunate. Here's a list of guys who trained me. Dave Taylor, Brad Armstrong, Dr. Tom Pritchard probably the, was the biggest influence in terms of psychology. Uh mental toughness and just the work uh, as far as being a tough uh wrestling worker, Bill DeMont, Jody Hamilton. You know, then I get then I get uh Steve Kern. Uh then I get um Animal comes in. And I'm with him. Then I get, uh, and I and I hate the fact, uh, Conrad from the original member of the Midnight Express, uh, he comes in and, and his psychology and his heel work, he doesn't get enough credit, uh, you know, oh, no. in terms of stuff that he does. Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat, you know. And then you sit under the learning tree with the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. You know, it's like you have all, and they're all psychology. And I'm leaving some names out because, you know, oh, uh, uh, how could I even forget uh, Mike Rotundo, you know, Arn Anderson. Oh. You know, the best. when you get the time to to, li- and to just shut up and listen, you know, because they've forgotten more than you know. Like, that's the real, that's the cold part. Uh, you know, Michael Hayes, Michael Hayes comes down, and I remember I was so scared about dancing, and because uh, I can't dance and I don't want to dance. It's not something I ever was like wanted to do. And when he did the entrance and show me how it was done, Freebird style, it was like, oh man, I can't wait to do this. You know what I'm saying? And to be a part of, to have, if you don't absorb, Anything from them. But here's the deal. None of them ever went over a move with me. The only guy that I would would do, would do explain holds and moves was Dean Malenko, you know, or, and Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson would have you want you to work smart. He would be like, what do you see? You take what's there, you know? And, uh, and then Dean Malenko, when it came to a hold or something, and I had to earn uh, Mr. Malenko's respect, and it wasn't easy. You know, at first he was just like, you know, because there's. Big guys, we get a bad rap sometimes, and some of it's rightly deserved because, you know, there has there's been a few guys with uh, large who come into the business and are lazy and don't want to work and won't do business and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. and uh, you know you kind of get lumped into that, which sucks, and you got to kind of like work your way out of that, you know. And and I, I feel like I've done that in my career, but it's not easy. It's frustrating sometimes because you're being judged off what somebody else has done, you know. Um, but some guys, they don't take the time. And, of course, film study. Because if you don't have those greats, if you sit and you watch Ole and Arn Anderson and their tune-up matches, uh, whether it's Atlantic Wrestling or, or Georgia Championship Wrestling, or, or, and you watch those guys work, watch them work in, when they're doing enhancement matches because they'll still go eight to ten minutes. And they'll work that arm. And I guarantee you, every time you watch them, you'll be like, I didn't think of that. How much cutting the ring off the entire time? The entire time. And then they make a mistake. Once the guy gets across that line, he makes the tag. Like it, but their whole thing was to keep him on. And the babyface is just fighting to get back. And that was the story. You know. And then they put the work in on the arm. And then eventually the guy's arm gives out. He can't take it anymore. And, and only hits him with a knee from the second rope in the, in the side of his armpit. And it's done. Psychology. Because you're like, they've been beating this guy's arm up for eight minutes. There's no way. You know, and, and when you see that, you're like, there should be a light that clicks on. But if you would get in the ring with Oli and Arn and said, hey, I'm going to hit you over the head with a, with eight light bulbs, and then you kick out, <laughs> they'll be like, kick out. First of all, you ain't hitting me. <laughs> but second of all, if you hit me, I'm not getting up. Because you just threw away, every, you know, and it's like you, you want. But when you say those things, you just kind of come across as like a jerk. And it's not. You're trying to help, you know. Uh, Brad Armstrong, rest his soul. Man, Road Dog was another, like, road man, I could not have got through Funkasaurus without Road Dog. No way in hell. Um, you know, and I was fortunate because, and I always didn't have the best attitude, but I never had a bad attitude when I was being talked to uh, by somebody of, of, of what I believed was stature. You know, I wouldn't be rude to Triple H or, or Vince McMahon or somebody or Road Dog if they were talking to me. I might not like where I'm at in my career, but I would talk to my peers about that, not, not the agents. Like, you got to be coachable.
2: That's what, God dang, that's the biggest thing right there, Ty. You hit that nail on the head. You've got to be coachable. You've got to want to be able to, to realize I, I need to get better, no matter what stage. Even at our stage, right? Like, we're always learning a little something. Oh,
1: if you're not learning and you're not having fun out there, get out because you're going to get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I have yeah, two. So, I have yeah. I have two rules that I live by, and and you guys know it well. The day I don't lace my boots up, I'm done, because there's nothing I hate more. And I think I, I think Trevor's with me on this one. Yeah, is lacing up those damn boots because we wear uh, boots that our heroes wore. Uh you know, yeah. You know, they know zips, so many no laces.
2: So, so many, many laces.
1: Uh, so many, and none of it us was, can walk like Kane where we can walk around with our laces flying everywhere and never trip.
2: Well we well, also had the zipper no on the side. Is, uh, if no one's ever seen you and I, we're a bit of a larger men, so we have to like sprawl our legs out and lean down. It's it's not the easiest process. It's a long don't
1: miss a don't miss a loop or a hole. <laughs>
2: That's the worst. Get that is the worst. Yep.
4: But no uh-huh. you know what's funny when you said coachable, right? I did a Dutch Man Tells podcast. Oh, I had last Dutch week.
1: time with Dutch too. He's awesome.
4: Yeah, and um he brought a, a story up where someone in AEW, I'm not going to mention names, uh, said, no, when I put my matches together, I go to uh, a certain person who is not qualified to go to for advice. Right. And he said he hates Billy Gunn because Billy Gunn always says, don't do this move. Now, here's my thing. If a guy like Billy Gunn, who has vetted the business for like over 30 years and is still making a top making guy every top- time he's yes. in it. Yes, Chances are, like, I want to listen to what he has to say. And having been in the ring with Billy Gunn several times and the other person that he goes to for advice, I can say Billy Gunn will help you further your career and make you a better performer. And the fact that, like, that's not recognized, and it's more along the lines of, like, yeah, no, they don't tell me how to do the moves so I don't do it. That's why the business is the way it is today. In, well, the majority of the businesses, is, right? And you don't see the stars... Because bottom line, right, like, look, there's there's crappy writing, and there's really crappy booking. But if you're a star, you will know how to make yourself stand out. Because here's the deal.
1: If if AEW went to be a shoot, I think Billy would be world champ. <laughs>
2: oh, in a heartbeat. Oh, no question. <laughs> in a heartbeat.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, but that... <sighs> I've never I've never had a veteran tell me not to do something that wasn't in my best interest. Yes. You know. Um, And so when they tell you not to do something, they're not burying you. You know, they're helping you. And, you know, but but when you're not coachable because you know everything. Then it's difficult, but it's not just in wrestling it's in, in I see it in the workplace uh, i saw it in football uh, you know I saw it when I played basketball and stuff like that you you know you peep, some people just can't um handle uh criticism they just can't you I, know?
2: You.
3: Uh, I got a question for you I got a question so hey aaron i listened I listened to the podcast with Dutch I loved it man it was really good too thanks so, man. so like when what do what do you guys think of this like when younger guys um like what that what that gentleman said about B- billy Gunn um it's it's like some of the younger guys um when they get crit- when they, when when they get, crit- when, they get crit- when they get criticized it's like they get angry and they they take it the wrong way um instead of just asking a question you know what i mean do you, do you, like like some younger some younger guys they'll listen. But then the other ones, they just get mad. Does it make? Does it make any of you guys sort of like? Don't want to, like, like, like the younger guys. Does it mess it up for the good guys? It can, of
1: in terms with the veterans, because like, uh, you know, the whole the whole beef with Freeman is that uh, you spend so much time trying to correct some stuff to help him, and he doesn't do it, and mm-hmm. then he comes back to you and asks you the same question again. Arn Anderson gave me strong advice one time. He says, I don't care if you make mistakes, but you can't make the same mistake twice, which means you can't learn and I can't work with you. And that made a thousand percent sense to me, you know, and um, and I was like, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice, you know, and.
2: But but you have to
1: be coach. Here's the deal. Here's the problem. Uh, you know, there's two there's two types of wrestlers in the business right now. There's wrestlers and there's sports entertainments. And there's guys who came from a sports background who understand coaching and all that other kind of stuff. And there's other guys who came from they saw Shawn Michaels on TV and I want to do that. And then they you know they they train and they get them around they surround themselves with people who always tell them how great they are and how good they are. They listen to their own stuff. They look for comments on their social media from only the people who like them. And then they get in a situation Mm -hmm. where you get with someone like a Dutch Mantel who has, again, forgotten more shit than you've ever done, uh, has wrestled on every corner of this world uh, from, you know, Smoky Mountain to he's been everywhere. He's done everything. He's not going to take the time to give you a criticism to help you be better if he didn't see something in you. And then your response is, oh, hell no. Well, then you are what is going to happen is word travels fast. And when veterans tell you, oh, your match was great and move along, that is the kiss of death because that's the one that ends up happening. So, you know, you go to a guy like D, you go to a legend like Dean and you say to them, hey, uh, did you see my match? Is there anything I can work on? And he gives you a list of things to work on and you walk away from that going, what does he know? He's just a hater. This isn't the – you're going to go as far as you can go as long as you get, you know, your boys. or And you'll be able to do that stuff on indies and stuff like that because there's not, you know, you're not – there's not as, as strict uh, guidelines and guys kind of like are doing their own thing. And, and the veterans there are getting a paycheck just like you and they won't, might not always have time – to, to babysit or watch your stuff so you can get away with a lot more things. But if if you have an opportunity to make a, a great living in this sport and somebody who has done it at a high level is willing to take the time to help you and you then uh, go, like, oh, you know, I don't want to hear it because you told me something I didn't like, then don't ask people what they thought because you're just looking for attention. And those guys, you know, if, if they got the right look, if the writers like them, if the promoters like them – then they'll they'll be there and that's that's the ugly part of of wrestling sometimes skill and attitude has nothing to do about it and those guys will be the way they will be and that's just what it is and and um you know they still can be successful and they can still do it their way but there will come a point where they'll hit that wall and uh they won't be in that place anymore and they will be some other place and that same veteran will be there who is respected and he'll be like oh you know what i can't work with that guy and then you know what those riders will say we can't either so you you might win you the small, but you're not going to win the battle, in, in my humble opinion.
3: It's always yeah, crazy how, like... Go ahead, GZ, Sorry, man. Yeah, it's always crazy how, like, a lot of these guys, they just keep getting rewarded for doing, like, the stuff that doesn't necessarily make sense. I mean, like, psychology is everything, man. So it's like these guys, they're doing a lot of stuff, and, I mean, it's flashy, and the audience will like it, but I mean, then you, you, keep, you keep doing well, it and doing it. You ride, you raise your well, risk.
1: The audience you, likes the move. And it's yeah, like, what's like, move. What's like, what's yeah, next? What's next? Exactly. What's next? Not the individual. Exactly. What do you got next? And then you don't have anything next? Then you get the boring chant. Yep.
3: yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, then, and, and then instead of them smartening up and doing the smart stuff, they're just, they just look at it like, wow, what's wrong with them? Why don't, why don't they like me anymore?
2: Yeah. Like, well, like, what it's is the it's because. Yeah the wrestlers are missing out on guys. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Right,
3: Everything right,
2: we're talking yep. about is for us to be in this business 20, 25 years and still be doing it at a pretty high level. Whereas you guys have all seen those guys go out and do that crazy ass shit. that we know in three years, every bump that they just took tonight, is probably going to be their last in three years. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Oh, I agree.
1: You are- yeah. 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 But knowing when and to call the it, part. you know, go ahead. What's the cold part, Aaron?
4: Yes, I was waiting. Never should have taught you that. that. Um, <laughs> so, the reality is right. You can take advice. You cannot take advice. But even I now am kind of getting fed up with that kind of just not not listening, not applying. And, and it, this isn't just about Freeman, by the way, because uh, Freeman's actually done a lot of what I told him. Uh, so here we go. Also, uh, but also not <laughs> for what you guys are saying for the long term, right? We are all still able to make a living at this. We're all still able to do this. We've been doing it a while. Reality, right, is going to win out one way or another. Keep doing it your way. And then where will you be when you're at our stage of our careers, right? That's what's going to happen. And bottom line now with NWA, because I've been guilty of like not working down to people, but like really kind of coddling them. And now it's like, look, if you cannot work up to a certain standard, it's going to be on you. You know, I'm going to do everything I can to make you look way, not, not way better than you are, but the best version of yourself. Yep. But if you're not going to follow that and you're not going to keep up and you're not going to listen, then in the long term, you're going to suffer and I'll still be here.
1: You know, like That's I say, we, if, you know, like I say, man, if you can't swim, you're going to drizz down because I ain't throwing yeah. you no damn life preserver. No diggity, no doubt. Yep, uh, get giddy. Get You'll get, come get done up because mm-hmm. I, I rather just mm-hmm. blow. I rather just blow a guy out in the ring and just get done with it. Like you know, the guy mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, I was going to do this and I was going to do this," but you didn't.
3: Yeah, man, it's a couple. It's like a, <clears throat> there's a couple, a bunch of like young talent in AEW and like very athletic. You can see the potential every single time, but it's like they get out there and they get injured. They're out on injury. They're going for months. Then they come back, and you're like, cool. I want to see what this guy's going to do now. And they get injured again. Same thing, just keeps repeating. Keep getting injured again, again.
1: Superfly like, Snooker like did the splash off Man, the top crazy. rope for, what, four, three decades? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he never missed time. You know Man. what I'm saying? Yeah. Because he worked up to one thing a night. And some nights, when he wasn't going over, he didn't do it. So you I mean, only like- saw it when he went up and he raised those fingers. The entire building would go nuts, and then he'd hit probably the the, the coolest moment with him that I've that I can uh, that I think was when him and Don Morocco were having their feud for the Intercontinental Championship, and he they were in a steel cage. And if you guys never seen this, look it up on YouTube because it is awesome. He's a bloody mess. Morocco and him are fighting. Uh I think Morocco ends up uh Morocco wins the match but Morocco's down and out and Superfly is going up and then he gets to the top rope and he keeps going up and now he's on top of the steel cage. Madison Square Garden is going nuts. And he hits that splash on uh Don Morocco uh who doesn't get enough credit for being one of the greatest heels I think. Uh I also like the fact that he was jacked and everyone called him fat. Uh uh, and he hits the splash on him, and Gorilla Monsoon's putting it over. And even though he's not, the match is over, uh, you know, and then Morocco had to be carried out in a stretcher. I think that's the only time I've seen him hit the splash on somebody when it wasn't a one, two, three. Like he protected the move and himself and mm-hmm. it added his longevity because if he hit that thing every night, and then every time he hit it, a guy kicked out, and then he had to wrestle again and then he kicked out, eventually one of those knees is going to land wrong. You know, yep. and uh, you know, yep. but that makes sense. If you and like I said, listen. There's there's guys right now. Not, not like when I look at whenever I see Ricochet work, I'm like, this dude is the most one of the most athletic guys I've ever seen in the ring, and all the stuff he does is awesome. But if you had one special thing, or the Usos coming off the top rope, you know, there's there's so many guys, and you go to AEW. This guy's doing you can't even imagine triple Lindys off the top rope to the floor. You know, then they roll the guy in, and then the backup running around again, and it's like you threw away this awesome athletic move that you just made. That you that you only have so many that you can do, because eventually something's going to go wrong. It's just it's just the law of averages. When you they call it high risk maneuvers for a reason, uh, and you just hate to see a guy get hurt because when you get hurt, oftentimes you don't get paid, or you get a lot less of what you would be getting, or someone takes your spot. And then you come back and they don't have anything for you, but you got. And but then you go back. You don't learn the lesson because you go back out there and do the same shit that got you hurt in the first place. So to working smart, yep. know your craft, build up to it, and then when you hit your thing, everyone's going to love it. And then when when it doesn't go your way, they're like, "Oh man, I didn't get to see that move." And the next time you come out, oh man, I hope I see it tonight. I hope he wins tonight. I really want to see that finish of his, you know. But that's uh, just that's just you know. But also at the same time. TV is is tough, and guys, you, you you don't get time to learn. You don't. It's not like you go work uh, AW house shows for a year, not on TV, figuring it all out. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with. I mean, Steven Regal, who's who again? I keep you know was another guy, psychology, and spending time with, and he spent a lot of time with me, and I even uh, got to drive him on the road and stuff, and really learn from him. And um, he was another guy who was like. Why are you doing this? You know, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why you would do something that doesn't make sense. And, and Regal didn't do it. But Regal's work and his facials and his promos, like, you just wanted to see him get beat up. And then if you're like, well, what's his finishing move? Well, you know, you wouldn't even think because it's William Regal. You know, he just was able to out wrestled guys. You know, and that was and, – and it wasn't – but they, people wanted to see him every week. And I don't remember him ever doing a moonsault or a triple Lindy onto the floor, onto somebody. And then grabbing Everything them and rolling he did them back was in.
2: Believable. Was right. believable. Like in a real fight. Like if you could see him doing some of that stuff out on the streets with a fella. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was the ambiance or that the excitement about Regal, in my opinion. Was, yeah. He was one of he's a shooter, and we all know he's a shooter.
1: Yep. Well, uh, with that, because uh, you know, busy times for me. I got the Tyrus Live stand-up show. I got a show tomorrow. Um, Or actually, no, when this comes out, it already happened. So, well, it's sold out anyway, so I couldn't sell any more tickets anyways. (laughs) But, uh, you Uh, know, and then, of course, my uh, new book, Nuff Said, dropped in. We're already... Uh, number one best-selling wrestling, and it's pre-order, so that's pretty exciting. Good, good, and good uh, stuff, bro. you know, Talk and of course, uh, hosted hosted gutfeld and was straight spitting fire. So you know, uh, things are good. Uh, we keep working it's Hell all yeah. peaks and valleys. And of course, uh, <laughs> I'm the team captain going into the Crockett Cup, and I'm dedicating this Crockett Cup to you, Jeezy. So when I when I win My the man. cup, uh, when right. I win the cup, I will uh, I will. Definitely make sure that that cup ends up at your doorstep. Uh, I know Trevor was going to say something, but unfortunately we're out of time. Uh, Aaron, I know you had something to say. Uh, We're out of time. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll catch you all next time. But, uh, again, just to reiterate, uh, I'm bringing that Crockett cup home, and I know uh, you guys are all going to support and couldn't be more excited because, again, we're doing it for Jeezy, and and you don't want to be against Jeezy, do you guys?
3: Hey, can I throw throw something in there real quick? Oh, please. Uh, By all means, Jeezy uh yeah so, so like uh, you know I love doing I love doing the podcast with you guys, but it's like sometimes uh like this is like doing this with you guys it's like sitting under the learning tree, so like some uh, I'm really quiet, sometimes I don't feel right um expressing myself because you you guys you all of you guys did more than me, you know what I mean, you guys are established more than me. So sometimes I I don't want to like overstep and talk too much. No, nah, so
1: you gotta speak because Aaron true. speaks whenever the hell he wants to, and we can't stop him.
3: <laughs>
2: you gotta fight <laughs> for your spot here, Jeezy. We all want to. Yeah, we're all That's peers right.
1: here, man. And and just because yeah, we've been yeah. in it longer doesn't mean we've been in it better. You know what I'm saying? I hear. I hear you. Aaron, you got anything to say before we go?
4: No, like we said, if you can't be directed, then you can't be corrected. So That's uh, right. you know, people will uh be Responsible for the advice they choose to take or not take, bottom line. Yep. And that goes for life.
1: Yep, that's real, that's, that's real, real. All right, man, for more podcasts like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. This has been Tyrus and the Wise Men, and uh, enough said.
4: The Will Cain Show is now dropping five episodes a week. Join Fox & Friends weekend host Will Cain as he tackles the latest headlines from his unique perspective, along with thought-provoking interviews with leading figures and live calls from viewers and listeners. Listen wherever you download your favorite podcasts.